so it's more common than I thought to give up on a maze. I Quote me on this. I'll never give up on a maze. The only maze I've ever enjoyed was the labyrinth as a movie. <laughs> <laughs> a mental maze. I, just, I don't want to deal with it. Inception, too much maze. Unless David Bowie's at the end of it, the fucking maze is not worth it. Hey, roaches. I'm Todd Tondera, and welcome to my thrifting audio diary. I scour secondhand stores searching for interesting artifacts, useful unusuals, trendy trinkets, cool collectibles, good garbage, and all-around helpful items I could utilize in my daily life. My mission is to do all of this while spending the least amount of money. Each week, I invite friends out thrifting with me. We gather a haul, then drag it back to the studio to tell you what we found. I'm sentimentally attached to things you have forgotten. It's time to get thrifty. The letter W could stand for witch. The letter W could stand for warlock. On Thrifty Podcast, the letter W also stands for welcome. That's right. If you feel welcome, go ahead and type those W's in the comments. Toddy here, your host. I'm here with the best co-host in the world, Josh Last Call Larkin, who now officially has a baby picture bookmark of me. Josh, what say you? Baby picture bookmark of your friend Todd. You're not necessarily a baby on the bookmark. Uh, I think it's like probably. I'm not like, Goo Goo Gaga baby, but I'm like seventh, eighth grade. Yeah, I was. I was. I thought it was younger than that. I thought it was like fifth. Sixth nah, dude, grade. that was uh, me. That was like me. That was like after puberty. I forget you've always been slightly baby size. <laughs> yeah, a little uh, bit. But yeah, your sister sent me a bookmark uh, with you and a bird. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a bird bookmark, and then your picture is just, it's not even, like, integrated really well. It's just a big square with you inside of the bookmark. Welcome to Thrifty Podcast. It is spooky season. We have a spooky haul for you. For new listeners, each week on the show, we gather a haul to tell you all about it, just like the intro says. And throughout the month of October, we have been collecting the spookiest hauls since last spooky season last year and josh has reminded me it's been officially one year since sarah the witch was found it was her found date one year from today one year ago uh i have a picture that came up of you me bryce and sarah and i remember how excited we were the day we found her Mm -hmm. and how instantly her and bryce fell in love and a love story the biggest love story of this show would be friend bryce who's been on the show before and our automated witch friend sarah the witch it's their anniversary today officially one year god bless god bless uh t's and p's thoughts and prayers to uh bryce and sarah in the comments for bryce and sarah yeah put w's in the comments to welcome bryce and sarah's one year anniversary if you feel welcomed we have gabriella the witch this year so in another year's time for next spooky season if we find one witch per year 
that will go on to uh, kind of be our legacy, hopefully. One witch per year legacy. I think that's what we're working towards at this point in time. Mm-hmm. Like, which is our, our WrestleMania moment of the year. Mm-hmm. At least one point in time around October, we turn it out for a big animatronic witch. Mm-hmm. And that's our moment. So we had our moment this year. But we have an exciting show. Um, for fans of the podcast Neon Brainiacs, that's a, a, a horror podcast. I, I recommend listening to it if you don't know what it is. But it's a very Neon Brainiacs-esque episode because we're going to take a look at some spooky movies, some spooky VHS. We got some movie props. We got a lot of stuff on the horizon. And if you listen to last week's episode, we are going to hear the part two of the spooky thrift tale of the young man who worked at a thrift store. And he was called in. Uh, for a shift that he had to take part in. And where this story goes, there's no way you'll ever predict. I know a lot of the roaches are on the edge of their seats for the end of the story. and Let's hope. We're ending spooky season with a bang. Mm -hmm. I don't even know what the end of it is, but I know it's going to be a bang. Yeah, it's wild. It's It's wild. Um, So to start things off, let's talk about the movies that I actually um, took part in to, to put together for this episode. And as I mentioned, Neon Brainiacs, great podcast. This uh, this spot, I'm not going to actually give up where this spot was because I guess it's like a, a little hole in the wall joint that had a VHS special. They don't typically sell VHS, but I got um, a, a, a whole list and I'm not even going over all the tapes that I got, just the bangers. So thank you, uh, Greg Brainiac from Neon Brainiacs. Um, but what we're looking at here is a spooky VHS haul and all these VHS tapes are from the early to late 80s um so to start off um from stem to stern what i have in my lap i have dressed to kill which is the oldest one i have um it's off it's off of warner video and this was actually the early release the the earliest release of dressed to kill and what it says here, a disturbed woman adrift in steamy sexual fantasies, a New York psychiatrist who seems to have taken on one many two patients, a beautiful call girl caught between the cops and a vicious razor blade wielding killer. And the killer herself, a tall blonde elusive psycho named Bobby. So brace yourself for the razor edge of suspense. Is it a porn? It doesn't have a single guy in it, does it? It does have some guys in it. Fortunately, they, they are idiots in the film. Um, it's it's a yeah, it's original in the big paper box. Um, this was done by uh, Brian De Palma, who also did one of my favorite films of all time, uh, Phantom of the Paradise. So this was also a De, a De Palma film. And one of the movies that I remember uh, growing up um, watching, and it was well before I was old enough to understand what was going on in it, and it freaked me out. I wa- I'm th- going to be 31 in a couple of months. F- fuck, 31. Um, I watched it again. Didn't freak me out as much as I was as a little kid, but I guess it's like some intimate moments that I wasn't ready for. I'm ready for it now. Yeah, and that's the thing about being an adult, especially when you're in your 30s and this mm-hmm. era. Because uh, everything we deal with now, day to day, is much scarier than it was in our youth. But yeah. like... When you go back to those movies, it it doesn't live up to the, the fear factor. It can't. No. I guess. Um, but I actually got this tape for a buck. Um, it goes for about uh, like 12, 10 to 12 bucks. 
Um, the ones that I saw that go for 10 to $12 are actually not in as nice condition as this because this is the original paper box that you open it and the tape's right there. It's like it's, a coffin. It's like a it, book cover. Yeah, it's like nestled into it. It's like the books that you know they see in prison that like things are hidden in you open mm -hmm. it up and it's got the the border around it more or less the same idea there but yeah again it's a warner home video uh the original one and i bought it for a buck and there's a special rental sticker on the front of the not on the tape itself the tape is clean but the front cover of the box has special 149 so um this was this was put together in 1980 so this is 2018 now so i spent 49 cents less than what it originally was quite the deal yeah quite the deal next up on the list um it was actually that the person that i that i bought the this vhs from they said it was one of their their uh, most favorite in their collection this is from 1986 this is off a uh, vista home video this is george a ramiro's the crazies and yes i got the clamshell of it as well um if you open this up again like it's it's pristine condition it's really nice and the crazies uh george ramiro's the crazies is a terror thriller about a town gone mad there is no control because of uh contaminated water supply the residents of the town become crazed and murderous chaos and violence are abound the army is called in to contain the town the only fuels this only fuels the mayhem will evan city survivor be obliterated from the face of the earth well we know that evan city still exists spoiler alert it's yeah it's a real town it's a real town in pennsylvania um the difference is this is just evan singular but evan city plural oh, he, he, oh very creative he cut the s he cut the <laughs> s off of it just so it wasn't so western pa yeah evan city dude all those weird towns up there are like it's very specific like oil city evan city moon mars those are actually places in pennsylvania actual cities named that and i grew up in dubois pennsylvania you know by the old tire yeah by the big white tire the the whole middle part of pa gets sketchy is the crazies it is it is the crazies so if you were growing up in dubois and uh the the water supply became contaminated and your town became uh violent and started murdering anybody would you be surprised by that i would because we had well water <laughs> <laughs> so if somebody fucking poisoned the well we didn't even have like a fucking irrigation system where i grew up to supply we had well water uh so, mm -hmm. but i think the town i don't know what the town's water supply was like mm -hmm. but yeah i mean if if shit pops off this is shit pops off. Shit dude. pops off, you know. Like you want to be out in the country by the big white tire, something to hide behind. When, but when, when the this starts come. in the country, that's how you know it's bad. That's how you know it's bad when it starts in the country. Um, the next one up on the list is a goddamn fucking classic. This is Poltergeist, and Poltergeist. This is from 1982 off MGM Entertainment. Um, did I mention you could get the crazies from 15 to $20? No, we didn't talk price on that. Yeah, crazies 15 to $20 um, for Pol Poltergeist uh, from 1982 off the MGM Entertainment. And again, this is the original paper box where it opens like a book to reveal a very pristine and clean tape of Poltergeist in it. 
I haven't watched uh, this copy as of yet, but of course I've seen the film. And on the front, like, you can't have a, a better horror movie front than a little girl touching a TV backlit with the poltergeist letters. A very iconic horror image, you know, like mm-hmm. a great movie, great lesson about how to never desecrate Native Americans, you know, but like the That's imagery, what happened in that film. Yeah. The imagery of the little girl leaning on the TV screen with just the static. Mm-hmm. And still to this day, I think people of our age who saw that movie when they were young, when static happens on a TV. Poltergeist. It's a little creepy. Yeah. And then the next generation goes, the ring. Yes. <laughs> when static happens to us, poltergeist. It's poltergeist. When static ha- happens to like people a little younger than us. Yeah, I think it's like a probably like six to you know like mm-hmm. I think it's probably like the twenty five and you know around that age yeah. get the ring vibe and us you know old men go mm-hmm. more poltergeist. I was actually afraid of the ring pretty bad growing up. Um, the person that I had dated in high school. They had invited me over one time to watch The Ring, and they knew that I would be, like, super scared and, like, shield my face. And that was actually a ploy for us to cuddle. I didn't know that because, obviously, I wasn't smart. Yeah. I see. I had a similar experience. I don't do well with horror movies. I don't. I get scared very easily. They make me unnerved. Mm-hmm. It's just not an experience I want to pay to have. Uh but the deer in the ring really mm-hmm. like unnerved me. But the the girl with the hair over her face, yeah, and the the girl I was dating at the time thought that was a fun thing to like fuck to around do. and do with like the lights off, and that's not the yeah. experience I want to have. You know, you at mean that time. like developing into something else? They start out with like a ring bit. Yeah, yeah, like a just a, like a I know this will terrify you, but make me laugh. Mm-hmm. And, like, I get that vibe because I've done things similarly. Yeah. But not in that moment. Like a like a pre-in-bed bit type of thing? Yeah, yeah. Like, let's get all hot and bothered, but let me scare the fuck out of you first. You know? I could like, get down with both, probably. Doing a bit right there and then also receiving a bit right there. Not that bit. I just – I scare too easily for that, that type <laughs> of You're bit. out of it. I'm just like – I gotta go outside and smoke a cigarette, like call my nerves back down. <laughs> my blood like, pressure. Way too I know high for the moment. Yeah, I know you're trying to get my heart rate up for the cardio, but like I need to calm it back down and then increase gradually. Yeah, I not could through see fear. That. A little more delicate. I could see that. Um, something I, I didn't mention um, to you is if you want to talk about like frightening stuff. I went to. Uh, I've been going to like local scary houses and stuff, like haunted houses. Did I tell you about uh, <laughs> haunted houses? Different from a scary house. A scary. I went to a scary house. Scary um, house. You're like your neighbors who have Michael Vick chained to a tree. Holy cow! Yeah, there's a house in my neighborhood with a skeleton and a Michael Vick jersey on that skeleton, chained to a tree, eaten by ghost dogs yeah, well they're skeleton dogs as well skeleton dogs eating a skeleton michael vick who is chained to a tree now that's Which, a scary house if they're already skeletons one why are the dogs eating and two what are they eating off the skeleton three commend you for the topical reference with your michael vick though nailed it um but i went to a haunted maze and it was like the best time i had in my life oh fuck that it was raining um, it was, it was raining and also it was obviously it was really dark and it, it, uh, it didn't have a top on it. So obviously the rain came in, it was super dark and we went into this big area where there was like three ways to go 
And I actually talked about somebody who had a different experience at this maze. Like, I brought it up like I'm bringing it up to you. Like, hey, I went to this maze. It was super fucking cool. And they're like, I went to that maze and gave up because it was too scary. And I was like, I did it. See, I don't want to be lost and scared. Like, I'll go to a haunted house. I'm yeah. down for that. That's actually maybe, you know, literally on Halloween, maybe. But, yeah. like, being lost and also having things scare me while I'm just trying to figure out how to get yeah, out of that. No. Yeah. And it was extremely claustrophobic because to start the maze, I don't know exactly how they did it because, again, it was, like, dark as hell. But they had – you had to walk through this tiny little, like, um, this little pathway. But what they had on either side of the pathway was, like, a a tarp on either side. And there was a wind machine blowing the tarp. So, basically, you had two air pillows on either side of you. So you had to like swim through the tarp. You had to you had to swim through, and that's what started the maze. And then upon in the maze, I ended up being the leader of the group somehow. I was like somewhere in the middle, and I don't know whether the people in front of me quit or they fell back and I couldn't see. I ended up being the front runner to the group, dude. I had the time of my life. See, I see. I disagree with the group strategy in a maze. Had a bad experience at Jesse's Dream Maze up by Jesse's Dream Maze. Yeah, it's a it's a little roadside attraction by Cook's Forest. Okay, I know where Cook's Forest is. Yeah, and it's just a totally dark two story maze that you walk through. What is it supposed to be scary? No, that's not scary. Okay, but like the we had a leader and he was petrified, Mm -hmm. and then he fell over and his glasses fell off. We all fell over top of him, and he's shouting, where are my glasses, my glasses? Mm-hmm. And it was just a huge disaster. How did you get out? Uh, we actually didn't finish the maze, but we found what felt to be like a door, mm-hmm. and so we just pushed, pushed on it. it, and it was uh, you know, just one of like the, the rail opening doors where you just push that little thing in. Mm-hmm. And we pushed it so hard that it was all duct taped around the frame, but it broke free, and then we were suddenly outside, and it was where they were building an addition onto the maze. And Whoa. we had broken through that part. And then we had to walk back around to get our shit. The walk of shame. Yeah. Walk of shame around So walk it. back through and be like, sorry, we opened your side door. So it's more common than I thought to give up on a maze. I Quote hate- me on this. I'll never give up on a maze. The only maze I've ever enjoyed was the labyrinth as a movie. <laughs> A mental maze. <laughs> I, I don't want to deal with it. Inception, too much maze. Unless David Bowie's at the end of it, the fucking maze is not worth it. Is that it. why you don't like David Lynch? Too much maze? I a don't maze like, as no, a human. I don't like David Lynch for a whole other fucking hour's worth of a podcast reason. <laughs> the human equivalent to a maze, def- definitely David Lynch. No, David Lynch is, he just, he fucks with you for the sake of fucking with you. He just does it for his own enjoyment. He does it with good hair, though. He's like Banksy with a $50 million budget. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what else do we have as part of our thrift haul? So I went through the uh, VH collection, VHS collection that I got. Um, I still have some movies that I never even mentioned, but those were the, the heavy hitters. Um, we're going to be talking a lot about uh, movie stuff. Um, this next piece was actually a donation, so it's technically secondhand. I'm not going to say where they got it from i'm not going to say who gave it to me because they may or may not listen to the show and i don't want to call them out and it may or may not be illegal but as um again we live in in pittsburgh and uh 
go right now filming in Pittsburgh is the Netflix show Mindhunter. And if you don't know what Mindhunter is, you're kind of living under a rock at this point. Whose Netflix password do you need? Yeah, right. Um, so Mindhunter is is taping around the Pittsburgh area. Um, I actually talked to a friend yesterday who um, saw like a weird looking door at uh, CMU, which is Carnegie Mellon University. They were like, oh, that's a weird looking door. And they went through it. And then they watched Mindhunter that night. And on Mindhunter, they saw that door. And I was like, whoa. So that was like something there. But this is actually a Mindhunter parking sign that was taken, that was actually cut off a pole and delivered to me. So it just says MH with an arrow pointing uh, to the parking. So it's a giant yellow sign with black letters. And it says MH and it has an arrow pointing forward. Or, as Josh had mentioned, if you flip it upside down, it says HW pointing down. Yeah, and I was surprised that they actually used like the, the initials for it. Because yeah. a lot of times when things are filming in town, they'll have fake names or like different codes this yeah. one is very obvious that it's mind hunter yeah and i was thinking since this is mh with the arrow up and you said hw with the arrow down i think this would be cool for a teacher to have in their classroom is a homework station ah. so you have like a homework bin below this and it just says hw right there and that's how you slyly sneak mindhunter props into the classroom was, teachers come at me or you have really fucking stupid students who need a huge homework sign because it's really large yeah so that could be a, a sick homework sign but there is actually other props that were quote-unquote left behind after they shot at this particular location um, they cut this one off the pole just to see if they could kind of cut out, cut it off the pole and get out of there. From what I understand, there's actually even cooler things available, but they didn't want to take those because they wanted to take the least coolest thing to see if anybody noticed or they got in trouble and they didn't get in trouble. So they might go, they, we might have a part two or three with different parts of the mine hunter filming set. It's really easy to steal things from a movie or a film set. Like, yeah. Um, when I was on Batman, like we were Dark very, Knight Batman. Yeah, yeah. When I, we did, when I did Dark Knight, we did two days there. So we had the same costume both days. Yeah. So you had to return it and they were very particular about the rules, but I got out of there with the hat mm -hmm. and, uh, I almost gave it away, but that didn't happen. And then I ended up selling it on eBay through a friend and it was, I got $300 for it. Jesus. I never knew you sold it for that much. I sold it for $300. It was just a knit hat from the scene. Yeah. yeah. Was it, uh, damn, drawing a blank. What was the, the team that they, was there? They a, were the Gotham Rogues. Was it like a Gotham Rogues beanie? It was a an Under Armour yellow Gotham Rogues That's beanie. That's cool. Yeah. That's and, uh, cool. I have a picture of me and I have a couple, but, uh, and then I sold it uh, cool. for 300 bucks and yeah. Well worth it. I we, paid some bills, I'm sure. I got my paycheck for the movie because it wasn't my hat. I found it in the bathroom and I just shoved it in my pocket mm -hmm. and then checked in yeah, the wardrobe. Yeah, so they probably weren't looking for that on you because somebody else lost their hat and they yeah. were fucked. But like I, I still stole it, but it wasn't. It was secondhand. It wasn't. It was a secondhand. It wasn't on. It wasn't your property because like they weren't looking for that hat on you because it wasn't yours so you scooted out with yeah, it because they I didn't think to look for I it. I stole it from the, there was nobody in the bathroom that I could have returned it. I walked yeah. in and it was on the floor empty That's bathroom really cool. so like it was the most honorable theft of my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> I like I definitely like you put that. 
Um, this actually segues pretty nicely into what I have uh, set up next. eBay alert. We're going to pop over alert. to the segment. eBay alert. Now, for new fans of the show, eBay Alert, I pay attention to uh, the upward trends in eBay.com, the website. Um, people list things on eBay.com all the time. And what uh, what is kind of trending is what I look at, and then we kind of discuss that. And with these uh, Halloween episodes, as you could assume, what's trending and selling on eBay is spooky items, stuff like that. We've discussed blood and costumes and, yeah, all kinds of stuff. Um, there are two trends. One of the trends I uh, that are trending up right now, I won't get into too much because it's not spooky related, but I could understand World Series collector tickets because the Red Sox and goddamn, what's the other team? The Red Sox Dodgers and the L.A. Dodgers. I just guessed are in the finals. So vintage baseball tickets are on the upward trend. But most importantly, um, if you want to talk about uh, movie movie props, uh, replicas, um, even actual pieces of the set for different horror movies, they're on the uptrend. Um, so the first piece we're going to look at that's currently listed on eBay is a Nightmare on Elm Street Freddy glove that's being kept right now in a shadow box. So it doesn't say if it's a replica. It doesn't say if it's actually a movie-worn one, but the piece is fucking incredible. It, but the shadow box is just a little big for my liking. But like to actually have Freddy's glove to haunt someone's nightmares, kind of a dream of mine. That was a terrifying thing growing up in the 80s because he murdered a lot of people in our youth. Yeah. Asleep people. And the, and the yeah, you, there was no escape. Mm -mm. You know, you would think about him all day long and then, you know, get sleep deprived, hallucinate fall asleep and then boom he's there and you're totally fucked what a great idea to play on people's like anxieties and emotions like yeah so when you're not paying attention is when he gets you like you have to be asleep he just he creeps into your dreams and in this particular freddy glove in the shadow box is a hundred and sixty dollars or best offer oh yeah that's not a, a movie worn or maybe that's, not yeah that's a replica i think mm -hmm. for that price Next up on the list is um, – this is from Michael Burnett. And what this is, Michael Burnett is known for, like, uh, special effects makeup, um, character creation, stuff like that for various horror movies. Well, this is a Michael Burnett rare alien prop life-size that was handmade. A life-size alien prop? That was handmade. Mm -hmm. what, uh, what type of alien are we talking about? A here? tall gray. So the kind you want. Okay. See, I thought you meant like Xenomorph Alien. Ooh. Yeah, because we had gone kind of movie prop and like a life-size yeah. one of those. Shipping and handling through eBay is going to kill you. Yeah, well, with this life-size creature, it's going to kill you anyway. Um, now, from what's known about this particular object, that it was made to be a movie prop for a film that never happened. So I guess it's one of those things you get the call like, hey, Mike, uh, we got a, a weird alien movie. Could you like cook, a, cook us up some aliens? And he's like, well, of course I could do that. And I guess it was like, hey, never mind. We don't need them. Um, so there was like three or four of these aliens running around. And uh, Michael Burnett himself is actually, you know, he's not, he's not the one with the eBay account. But 
um, you could actually get one of his life-size aliens for $230, her best offer. Shipping is nuts. That's, that's not bad for a life-size alien that, you know, there's only a couple. Mm-hmm. And he probably, he still got paid. You know, he had a contract to make the aliens whether or not they received. Right, that's what I mean. If yeah. they canceled it, they're just, you keep it the aliens, matter. you know. Like, they don't they write that shit off. Yeah, but, but shipping, poof, killer. What's, what's the shipping run on one of those suckers? Like 15 to 18. Oh, that's not too bad. For I a mean, life-size? For a life-size person, like, if, if I could ship myself... For, you know, $18. Oh, ship. I thought you said if I could shit myself for $18. If I could shit $18. (laughs) For how much money would somebody have to pay you for you to shit your pants? What are you going at? If I go, Josh, you're my friend. Shit yourself. Blank check. What do I write? Am I allowed to use, like, enhancements to shit myself? Or do I have to be like, okay, then probably not that much, to be fair. Like. I mean, it depends on the pants. Like, I got to have enough money to replace the pants because I'm not going to deal with that. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to put those through a washer and a dryer because then I've got to replace the washing machine. Yeah. So, enough for pants and whatever enhancements so I need to ship myself. So, if you could support the things you ruin. If I was like, I will pay for your ruined pants plus funding. That and some pocket change probably. It's like when you – when you have a guest like on a podcast or like anything you book a guest, like I will pay for your room and board and your appearance fee for you to shit your pants. I have to pay pants fee and then, you know, to give you some money on the other end. I mean, I do this podcast for free. My bar is pretty low. Like I'll show That's my- why Ryan isn't really on the show anymore because his booking fee we was too big. So it's just all it. you. Yeah. I mean, we're saving up to pay me to shit myself apparently. That's where the money's going to the show. It's certainly not going to a bigger audio interface. No, that and I mean, 13-year-old beer. I mean, I yeah. almost shit myself on the air for 13, free. The 13-year-old beer. I didn't tell you what happened to me after, did I? No, we haven't gotten into that. Last episode, we drank a 13-year-old beer that we found at a Goodwill outlet, and it actually stuffed me up. I couldn't go number two for a couple days. I couldn't go number... I needed to go number two, but couldn't. That's what happened, as you're getting sick over there. No, I was just expelling that because I thought it was funny, because you and I had completely opposite reactions oh, it went to that right beer, brother. Oh, uh, this... Stuff me up. Oh, my next day was hellacious. Oof. Yeah. Not quite mine. Anyway, so back to the movie props that we found on eBay. <laughs> um, the next one, um, which is I actually almost bid on this because it's pretty cheap, but the shipping was too much. But this is actually um, – it's two-in-one, and I'm not really sure how it, it came in uh, – this person has it on there as like a lot. So there's two items in this one thing. If you remember Okja, which is the Korean, the Korean film about the uh, – it's like a person who has like a, a giant monster as a friend. Yeah, it's like the giant mutated pig movie on Netflix. I never saw it, but I've, yeah, I know Yeah, it's the giant it. mutated pig movie on Netflix, and then people try to like abduct the giant pig, uh, the whole thing. But um, – there is a bank note that was uh, written in the film, and this is the bank note, and they have it. Alongside this, and again, I have no correlation to how these two fit together, they actually have a wardrobe shirt from the set of Cloverfield Paradox, which is also a Netflix film. So I don't know if this person worked uh, for Netflix.com, the website, and was maybe on set for both of these. 
But the wardrobe shirt, um, it says USMC, Feed the Homeless, and, and again, from uh, Cloverfield Paradox, only nine ninety nine for both. I imagine if you work for Netflix nowadays yeah. with the amount of stuff that they put out there, yeah, you can just – there's so much shit, you know, because like their things will run for two or three seasons and then they mm-hmm. never exist and they've got a whole universe – yeah. worth of shit that they need to get Unload. rid of. Yeah. yeah. And the shipping on this is for some reason $10.28 for a for a, a, for a, a banknote bank and a shirt. And so listed I mean that's about, you know, that's like 20 bucks. Boy, I still want to bet on it, but that's like 20 bucks and you I could like put have no bank- money. I can't stress that enough. You could put a <laughs> banknote in an envelope and send it to somebody for whatever a stamp costs. What what could a stamp cost? $10. Um, and then the last piece I have is the most expensive piece. And this is from the film Without Warning from 1980. Um, uh, if you've never seen Without Warning, it's about a gas station attendant and like a Vietnam vet. They... Uh, by happenstance, they, they, they get together and they have to f- fight off an alien invader. It's a whole thing. Um, it's but like maximum overdrive yeah. without the possessed vehicles. But this particular seller has the, um, the slate, the first slate of the film. So the thing that you slam down and it's the official one. Now, when this movie was in production, it was called Alien Warning. But now it's called Without Warning. So on it, it said Alien Warning. I don't even know which one is better. (laughs) Alien Warning doesn't feel good. No. Without Warning doesn't really tell you much. It's like Without Warning. It really... You could actually buy a slate from this film. You could place a bid. The bid started at $2,900. You could buy it now for $3,770. The actual slate from the 1980s film without warning. Nobody's going to buy that. No one's going to do that. Nobody's going to buy that. So I um, I actually sent them a bid of $26. Um, it was rejected immediately. It's fair, I think, like because it's not a good movie and – Hey, somebody's – if they put it for that, you got to think people are at least going to pay half. Well, I think that's a thing with a lot of eBay is yeah. the overvalue of sentimental things. And, like, mm-hmm. just because you love something doesn't mean it's worth anything. That's for sure. I've learned that the hard way. Yeah, and I think it, <laughs> I've it, learned that the hard way this year. It applies to flesh and plastic pretty, you know, evenly, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is it like? I've got a follow-up question. Like, what's, like, say if you say, Josh, what's your favorite movie? What would be your favorite movie? I think my favorite, like, enjoyment movie, yeah. not, like, artistic yeah, yeah, yeah. argument-wise, but, like, if I'll watch it every time it's on, is The Princess Bride. Princess Bride. So, if I said, Josh, I have the slate for the first shot of The Princess Bride, how much would you honestly throw down for it? A hundred bucks. hundred bucks? You wouldn't even go, like, fifteen hundred dollars? I mean, no. Like, okay. what am I going to do? It's not, like, going to yeah. add value to my life. I'm not, like, I don't host enough people that I can be like, Hey, check out Princess Bride Slate 1. Here's my fancy slate. I'm not going to jerk off to it every day. It's just going to fucking mm. sit on a wall and collect dust and, like. Yeah, I guess if you would jerk off to a slate, it would be worth that much. But, like, if you're not going to. I mean, if that's what you're into, you know, put the money into it. People pay thousands of dollars for those fuck dolls. Mm-hmm. Which are getting an incredible response on the internet. They're getting better. 
fuck dolls, I yeah. guess. Anyway, that's for another episode. I believe it. I mean, God, the things you can even buy on Amazon just to be competitive in this day and age. Very good. Yeah. Well, uh, that was uh, the, the thrift haul. Movie heavy, movie props, a lot of different things here. Um, we're going to take a quick commercial break. In Act 2, we're going to hawk back over to Thrift Tales and uh, say the uh, walk through the Part 2 of the Part 1 that we started last week. And you're not going to believe what it goes, by. You're not going to believe what it goes. I'm very excited to hear this. All right, we'll catch you, Roaches, after the break. looks just like the one next to it and the one next to that and the one next to that a young couple live in it give Ken a kiss <laughs> you are so unlucky. with their three children <laughs> and something more I don't know what this show is going to be after spooky season. I mean, we've done way more non-spooky episodes than spooky episodes, but I always forget what to do after spooky season's over. We always have a uh, a bit of a spooky vibe, so I think it's just yeah. slightly amplified around We this definitely time have of year. a crazy vibe. Yeah, and then we have a slight downswing and then it kind of gets a little festive, you know. Yeah. We've got Thanksgiving holidays and you know, uh Jesus time on the horizon. Damn it, I just dropped the note cards to the segment. Damn it. Uh, now I have to put them back in order. How spooky. Do you back- number the note cards? You I number. Even, you didn't even do a spooky voice as the intro of this, this Dude, episode. I was waiting for the second act to bust them all out. I said before we were recording the show, yeah, we had no spooky voices at the beginning of the show because I was going to round down all my spooky voices before they go into hibernation until next October. They're all going to say goodbye or... 
whatever it is they have to say. Yes. Um, so um, I haven't done the witch one this year. I'm going to start off with the witch now. Listen to Thrifty Podcast. I'm a witch. So that was my witch. Um, the ghost one. <laughs> it's a very thoroughbred witch. The ghost one is, oh, boo, spooky. Subscribe to Thrifty. And then last, sorry, neighbors upstairs. Oh, really? Who immediately ran away from the room. Yeah. During the uh, the Paul Bear. We scared them. This is Count Todula. Welcome to Thrifty Podcast. Count Todula, by thy I drink blood. And that would be the last time that you hear those voices until next October. Oh, it's going to be a tough, tough dry Tough spell. year. Hopefully we're still friends in another year and you don't abandon me. Yeah, we've made it this far. Made yeah. it this far. We've had plenty of reasons thus far. <laughs> um, so last week uh, we we heard uh, a bit of, of spookiness in this tale. So we're going to hop over into fan fra- favorite segment, Thrift Tales. Thrift, thrift, thrift. Thrift, thrift, thrift tales. So for thrift tales for new listeners to the show, they are secondhand stories from all around the world. This October, we have spooky-themed ones. For the first part of this story that I'm about to tell, just to recap, if you haven't heard last week's episode, um, there was a YouTuber named Dark Somnium, and we're going to call him DS just to shorten it. And DS worked at a thrift store in the middle of the woods with an old man named Dan. And Dan worked the morning shift and DS worked the evening shift. And they were the only two people that worked there. And they had no foot traffic, but they did have some regulars from time to time. DS had a dream that there was some kind of giant beast behind the thrift store that he ended up having to submit himself to at the end of the dream. And he woke up, and then he got a call from Dan. And that's when Dan said, hey, could you work the morning shift as well? And then DS said, yes, and then the phone went dead. Come submit yourself to me, DS. And that's where we are this week. So picking up where we left off, DS is now going to the thrift store that he has to work both shifts um and ds was actually wondering if dan was okay because he seemed very urgent on the phone he seemed very scared he had no idea what was going on with dan um you know he didn't know if he had like health problems he had no idea so actually um to his delight the day at the office at the thrift store it actually josh was going as planned um, he covered he covered Dan's shift with no incident. Later on, it became night, and that's when typically DS would work anyway. No incident. Um, later on in the evening, um, he wanted to take some liberties because he's in the store by himself that day, and they had like an overhead speaker that plays like you know thrift store music. Well, uh, DS wanted to play uh, some of his own hits. And he has gone on record to say he played some of the best songs that he's he knows, and it ranged from Johnny Cash to Pink Floyd. The classics. I was really getting ready to judge DS, depending on what these choices were yeah. going to be, if he was like, I had the store to myself, and I put on American Badass, Kid Rock's Greatest Hits, and I was just fucking going. Seems normal so far. You had Johnny Cash to Pink Floyd. All of a sudden... 
With about an hour left in his shift, the music cut out. Static intruded over top of the music. He began to check the store, seeing if anything was amiss, what was going on. He couldn't figure out why the static was coming over the headset. Overheard through the speaker came a weird noise that started to project. To human standard, Josh, it sounded alien. See, and we, again, we go back to static, inherently creepy. He began to feel warmth, much like he did in the dream, and his eyes began to water uncontrollably. He then felt a presence shifting behind him, but for some reason, he didn't feel scared. He felt still. He felt like he couldn't move. He even went on record to say he wasn't sure if this was true, but he felt like he was slightly floating hmm. above the ground. He closed his eyes, you know, just to blink as eyes do, and he couldn't open them. They got stuck that way. And water is still pouring from them. So he knows he's pretty much fucked. Yeah, if your eyes are shut and they're still leaking. And he can't open them. There was a certain type of sound glitching and bouncing off the walls. I put glitching in parentheses because, like, no, false. I put glitching in quotations because that's actually what you call those. <laughs> glitching off the walls, the sound from the speaker was now the sound in the room. And he couldn't move. He couldn't open his eyes. He couldn't see anything. And that's when he started to hear a voice. We made a deal, but he did not hold. We have appeared before him, but we must choose you as his pawn. DS is now freaked the fuck out because he can't move. He can't open his eyes and he feels like he's floating and he hears a voice behind him. Yeah, up until then, it was every eighth grader semi-formal. I can all I can hear is static and noise. My eyes are closed, but I'm, but I'm still crying. crying. <laughs> Up until then, I'm floating. Yeah, I feel like I'm floating. Johnny Cash is on. Nobody's around, but there's definitely somebody in the room with me. Yes. So there was a voice that had said that. The voice continued. He was not wise. He deceived us. He ran. So immediately, DS thinks, "What the fuck?" Did my boss, old man Dan, get himself into? Dan threw me under the bus to some fucking demons. Mm-hmm. DS didn't know, but he tried to form thoughts, tried to form sentences, and all he could get out was, What are you? And the voice responded, We are everything. That's the typical country response to any stranger in that area what are you that's the what he could get out was the condition response for white people in the country when they see something weird what are you <laughs> we're everything we are everything <laughs> we will share the secret to all of this the thing you call life we will give you the meaning of life to you for a price and DS had no idea what to do. Still couldn't open his eyes. Couldn't see what was going on. Couldn't see anything. And then DS all of a sudden cried out, 
I just want to go home. I want nothing to do with this. The voice calmly took a moment and then responded, Very well. What a polite... In an instant, he could again open his eyes. The store was dark. Nobody was in it. Everything was shut off as if like it, he closed the store. So he stumbled the fuck out of that store because he's like, what's going on? He ran to his car as fast as he could and then drove home. Arriving at home, he tried to call Dan, but the line went straight to voicemail. He never returned to the store. Dan never called him. And DS wonders if Dan is dead right now. He has no idea. We could just go back to the store and find out. Four years later, doing a Google search, he found out that the building that was the thrift store is no longer there. Sounds like a goosebumps where, like, you go back to investigate it the next day. It's and gone. And it's, it's gone. Or, like, it's a convenience store overnight. So and they're like, are you afraid of the dark? Like, oh, I thought this was a magic shop. Nope. For, it's a hat store. for the approval of the thrifty society. So that was from Dark Somnium from YouTube. You can look up this tale on there. Um, he actually adds a little bit of production to it, and when he does the spooky voice, he does a good spooky voice. Oh, he animation. does voices. Well, it's his voice, but then it's like distorted to sound like a spooky voice. Oh, that's cheating. Still, but anyway, so he still to this day he can't figure out what the fuck happened to him at that store. What the he originally dreamed about a beast hanging out behind the store. There were some weird alien noises. There was static. He was floating. His eyes couldn't open. He heard weird voices telling him that they they were everything. And for a price, they would tell him about life. See, the, the dream segment of that, you know, with the beast, sounds like the evil side. And this side might have been the good side because it was like, look, we're everything. And that sounds like a very Christian thing to say. Like... Mm-hmm. Evil people would be like, we're nothing. We're, you know, but, you know, the G- we're everything. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. But- <laughs> okay. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. And that's why DS was like, I'm not interested whatsoever. <laughs> How's that working out for you in this fucking thrift store in the middle of nowhere if you're mm-hmm. everything? But yeah, then when he was like, I want to go home, they were just like, okay, you know, I'm not going to force myself on you. you All know, right. Like- all right, I was going to tell you the meaning of life, and okay, up, see ya. Yeah, see ya. if you tell, like, the evil ghost that you want to leave and you've had enough, he sends you a picture of his dick, you know? Mm-hmm. The angel is just like, okay, it was nice Bye. while we were together. I'm sorry that this was, I thought this was more than it was. Like, all yeah. right, just go. So it makes you think what Dan got himself involved in, because the, the voice had said, they alluded to that Dan, you know, made a promise or something, whatever that was, that, uh, what did it say? Yeah, that he he was not wise. He deceived us. He ran. And so who knows, did Dan make a deal with some type of demon? Um, was this aliens? Um, there's there, a lot there. There was never, like, any particular location provided or general no. area for this. No. So I want to think that... It was in the middle of the woods was the only thing told Yeah, me. I'm inclined to think, and this is just me making a better story of it than it might be, Yeah, that Dan maybe participated in one of those weird Southern Baptist snake-handling churches mm-hmm. where they speak in tongues, and maybe he accidentally made a deal in tongues, and then it shows up at work, and it's like, 
mm-hmm. yo, what's up, man? Sunday was fun, but I'm here for that thing that we talked about. And he's like, oh, come back tomorrow. Yeah. And then he calls DS and he's like, get to work. I'm out. <laughs> I don't can't make good. it in, brother. Like you want to cover <laughs> you do my the first shift? shift and a second. Yeah, and then he covers, calls the demon back, and he's just like, "You got you covered." Like the my boy, he's yeah. gonna be there. He's good with it. Yeah, and and maybe the demon or the aliens or whatever this was, maybe what I always felt about the story is maybe Dan was guilty of something in particular that DS wasn't. Aren't we all? Yes. Our bosses are always more guilty than us, no doubt. Um, <laughs> but so maybe when the, maybe when the demon or the aliens, like you said, like we'll be there tomorrow, and that's when he called off work. And maybe when they came, they were like, "Dan's not here. We need Dan." Yeah, we wanted those old bones, not you. Yeah, like Dan fucked with us. You didn't fuck with us, so that's when it was like, dude. I can fuck with you if you want. If you want to get involved in what your boy is up to, we could get you involved. And he's like, I don't want it. No. And they were like, you know what? Very well. He fucking landed him. Yeah, he's like, no, well. no, no. I got a better deal. Like, here, take these guys. But Dan never answered his phone ever again. Well, no, he fucking he blocked me. If, if I sacrificed somebody to a demon and then they called me, I'd be like... Oh shit! Like that the fuck you button. That didn't go according to plan. I would immediately put that on ignore. Yeah, fuck you button. They're like, we gotta get knock the building down. <laughs> you know, I block people on Facebook for less. Like, yeah. if I try to <laughs> sacrifice you and you survive, we're not reconnecting. I'm not picking up the phone call. No, I'm not gonna be like, oh hey, sorry about that time I tried to have you murdered. Weird. Yeah, and I always thought from DS's standpoint, the next uh, job. That he goes into, like, you know, it's in the interview. And you know how they always ask you, like, hey, how was your last job? Like, why did you quit your last job? Why did you job? leave your last job? Well, um, quite funny. There was actually a demon inside that said that he would actually share the secret of life to me. And I said no. DS strikes me as the kind of person who goes, well, if you noticed on my resume, I included the YouTube link in that section. <laughs> yeah, the voices are good. <laughs> I've made a presentation. And also you'll see under my skills video editing i did those voices and you can actually buy a dark somnium t-shirt it's out there we don't even have merch no we don't that's weird that we don't i always think that it's weird that we don't have merch and then i don't do anything about it well we made it for thrifty thon it's special occasions yeah so we well what it looks like we're going to be doing is next week we're going to take a week off just to kind of gather our grundles, as they say, under us. Yeah, we've got to reconnect, uh, you know, with with unspooky season. We've got to mm-hmm. get back out in the regular world. And there world. could be a cool thing added to the show. Um, at some point, I think I could say now that we're going to add some type of calling system that actually when we go live you could call in to say like i found this at the thrift store so that's something i'm working on hopefully by the end of november i I find software that's either cheap enough or i find something that i could make work um also before i forget uh fan of the show layla happy birthday if this if if it's sunday and you're listening to this then happy birthday josh said josh said that uh it's your birthday coming up yeah episode drops on sunday happy birthday and um thanks for everybody else that's been supporting the show i've got a couple of other emails that i haven't read yet because we haven't read emails in a while i did see them thank you for sending them um also big thank you to swamp walk swamp the song is called big bro that you hear for the intros outros bumpers all that stuff for october bluffs alternate reality will return to its its home um 
counting us in um, in the next couple of weeks. But this has been another spooky season, another witch. We got birds in jars this year. We have whole movies. We did pretty well this spooky season. Yeah, and this wraps it up for the podcast spooky season. We still have one last spooky celebration, literally, on Halloween. And yep. that'll be the end of it. And that's you know, helps with the break. And then we'll be back. And mm-hmm work on the call situation and yep. really start to bring the universe in a little bit more. Yeah. And have a happy Halloween. Be safe. Um, if you need a Halloween costume, I'm sure you live wherever that hit me up on Facebook thrifty podcast. I'll send you a Halloween costume for free. I got like six or seven of them now. Not everything we find on the podcast. Do we talk about? So there are plenty of things that like are just sitting around the house waiting to be spoken of. So if, if you're looking for something in particular, want me to send it to you, I probably will. Even if you want just a random surprise, we We'll probably up, do that. I'll yeah, have some time. I took armloads of things back to Goodwill That's today. That's right. Yeah, sometimes we take flyers on stuff at the Goodwill, find no purpose for them after a couple weeks, and just throw them back. Yeah, throw them back. It's like catching, for other a, roaches. It's catching a fish, you know. It's We're in it for the fun. Yeah. And for those of you who are not in it for the fun... Well, there's really only one other thing for you to do, and that's to get rich.